Her goal is to prevent patients from landing back in the hospital. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Mary Naylor. Dr. Naylor is the Marion S. Ware, Professor of Gerontology and the Director of the New Cortland Center for Transitions in Health at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Dr. Naylor, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm delighted to be here. How many patients are readmitted after a hospital discharge each year? Well, I can tell you that among the older adult population, the Medicare population, it's estimated that about a quarter to a third of those elders who are hospitalized are readmitted within a one-year period. And give us a profile. You said they're Medicare, but anything in particular that connects these patients? Well, We've learned, and others who've worked with this population over a number of years, have learned that there are both individual patient factors that contribute to poor post-discharge outcomes, as well as a number of system factors. So, so let me highlight for you a few of the factors that help uh, contribute to poor outcomes that are really part of the complexity of care issues that these patients face. And the first is that many of these patients have multiple chronic conditions, multiple therapies. There's been some work done at Hopkins, for example, that has shown that as the number of chronic conditions increase within any one individual, so does their rates of preventable hospital admission. So just the sheer presence of diabetes plus heart failure plus depression in the same person puts that person at risk for poor outcomes. And another factor that is associated with that is how individuals feel about their health. In our clinical trials over numbers of years, we've learned that just simply asking a patient, how do you rate your overall health? And if that person rates their overall health as poor, it is likely that those individuals will be seeing themselves back in an emergency room or hospital in a short time after the hospital discharge. So there are numbers of factors. One other that I think I should mention is cognitive impairment. And I'm not talking here about patients with Alzheimer's disease, but often it's the individuals with mild cognitive impairment who are not assessed by the staff in the hospital. Sometimes their families don't even know that they have cognitive impairment, but they are a group of patients who are at very high risk for poor outcomes. On the systems end, we have a number of factors that contribute to poor outcomes for these individuals who are dealing with uh, complexity and challenges such as health literacy, et cetera. Often, these individuals are being cared for within the hospital by multiple providers, multiple nurses, physicians, and other health professionals. They are often discharged from the hospital to yet another kind of provider team, often primary care providers, and there's often little connection between what happens to the patient in the hospital and communication of that to the providers who care for them after discharge. So the simple lack of transfer of information, lack of communication, really contributes to challenges, unnecessary challenges for this population. And we really don't have in place in our healthcare system any systems to help bridge these transitions. We really deliver care in silos. So 
people come into the hospital and provider teams do the best that they can to position them for discharge, but think very little about what their needs are going to be after discharge. What is the price tag for these readmissions? Well, I think I maybe could best answer that by giving you an example of a very common reason for hospitalization, at least among the older adult population, and that is heart failure. In 2005, we had over 600,000 hospitalizations of Medicare beneficiaries for heart failure. Within 30 days, more than a quarter of those elders were rehospitalized. And within 90 days, almost half of those individuals were rehospitalized, not just for heart failure. They were rehospitalized for all of the other health problems that they had as well. So they might have come in with heart failure, but were rehospitalized within 60 or 90 days for diabetes. If we were able to prevent, and that's what the expectation is, that, that all of the evidence suggests that we could prevent a quarter to a third of those readmissions, at what would be the average cost to Medicare for that hospitalization, for a hospitalization during that year, just for that one diagnosis alone, we could be saving the healthcare system somewhere between 400 and $600 million. What is being done to prevent the multiple readmissions? Well, there's tremendous attention these days, especially given the growing concern about the aging of our population and the boomers that are soon to enter the Medicare program growing concern about how it is that we can tackle a very extraordinarily important problem for both the individual and for the healthcare system. And so our team, for example, has been working with testing and refining a model of transitional care designed explicitly to prevent poor outcomes among those high-risk individuals, the ones that I described to you earlier, who have poor general health behaviors and multiple chronic conditions, et cetera. And we've been able, through a model that uses advanced practice nurses who begin to work with patients at hospital admission, who work with all of the providers involved in their care to develop a rational, streamlined plan of care that all agree upon, that same nurse follows the patient and their family after discharge, working with them in the home for a period of a couple of months to position them with the knowledge and the skills and resources that they often don't have in order to help them manage their care better and to facilitate the communication between hospital and community providers. So we have emerging a number of evidence-based approaches which are showing the capacity, great promise, in improving the outcomes for these individuals and for their family caregivers and reducing cost of care for the individual as well as for the healthcare system. In our last clinical trial, we were able to demonstrate for a population of older adults with heart failure reductions in readmissions that were significant when compared to a group of individuals who were comparable in terms of their health care needs through about a year post-discharge, both for the reasons they traditionally came into the hospital, initially came into the hospital, and for all of the other health problems that they had. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me is Dr. Mary Naylor from the University of Pennsylvania discussing how to prevent patients from landing back in the hospital. Dr. Naylor, what feedback have you received from patients who have participated in your research studies? Well, we've had some wonderful 
recognition and tributes, and those are the most important ones from patients and family members, their family members. And many of these individuals have had a long history of coming in and out of the hospital almost like a revolving door. And so for them to now be positioned to enjoy an improved quality of life and to be able to prevent the very traumatic experience of hospitalization, they are so grateful. And we're not just doing this to prevent hospitalization, but rather to be positioning these individuals to be able to better manage the chronic conditions that they wake up and have to face each day. So for them to be able to do that results in an improved quality of life, improved function, and obviously these are the goals to which we are all hoping to be able to contribute. What feedback have you received from healthcare professionals? This is a highly collaborative model. The work that these nurses, master's prepared nurses, are engaged in really is engaging not just the patients and the family caregivers, but all of the health professionals who are associated with their care. Highly collaborative with the physicians involved. And physicians in particular are extraordinarily excited to have a team member working with them on the very challenging issues of managing the complex care needs. The nurses, for example, are able to take from the physicians a lot of the responsibility that heretofore they had in helping families to access community resources, get the home health services that they need, and educating these patients and families to better address their needs. How do multiple hospitalizations affect patients and caregivers? You can just imagine what it is like for individuals who are managing pain, shortness of breath, and all of those very, very difficult symptoms that they face each day and not able to manage them, ending up having to be often going through an emergency room, having short-stay hospitalization. And for many elders, even short stays in the hospital really weaken them, decondition these elders, et cetera, and then to have to go back home. And nobody's confronted the root cause of why they are not able to manage themselves, why it is so difficult for many of these to be able to handle the 10 or 12 prescriptions that they have to take multiple times a day, it's devastating for them. It is a huge human consequence for these individuals and for their caregivers who are frustrated that they're not able to help their loved ones cope. So really, it's not just an economic problem for our society. It is extraordinarily a great human problem, especially as chronic illness continues to take on more and more effect, more and more of our population. About 75% of elders are coping with two or more chronic conditions in our country. Dr. Naylor, thank you so much for joining us to discuss how to prevent patients from landing back in the hospital. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the ReachMD Library. Thank you for listening.